0: These moments were incomplete if you were by my side. Same. You're my relation and connection to the sun. <laughs> you next to me, there's no darkness I can't overcome. You are my raindrops, I am the seed. Am With the you seed. and I was my sunlight, I'm I bloom and I grow so beautifully. Baby, I'm so proud, proud to be your girl. Proud to be. You make girl. the confusion go all away from this cold and messed big up no. world. Big <laughs> note. I thought
2: you was gonna go. I thought I was telling you. Big note. Oh, um. I'm in
0: love with you. You set me free. Get it. Get I can't it. do this thing called yes. life without you here with me. Cause I'm dangerously in love with you. <laughs>
2: Sing J I mean get what you need.
3: Ooh, nigga. Ooh. That's like oh, I just mm-hmm. ran a New York marathon, nigga. <laughs> That's why you have to respect. I do. Beyonce <laughs> is working. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't slander, listen. Mm-mm. I don't slander she as it pertains to I don't slander her but I don't slander no. her as it pertains to her notes and tones and no, no, ability. No. she's a vocalist oh, honey and a perform a vocalist and performer which is a and, okay or what an octuple threat or whatever the fuck Kiki Palmer said uh, so <laughs> like <laughs> She said, "I'm actually an octuple threat or whatever." And she, and they were like, "Can you explain this to us?" They what said a treat! Wheno. She when they they called her a triple threat and Kiki Palmer. Oh no, I her. was
2: I was saying that that's what they said after she said oh. an octuple threat.
3: And then they, and were they like, said, they were like,
0: what, what, what was that?
3: <laughs> In what way?" She was like, "Let me they show said, you all what the ways." What it? What was it? <laughs> Kiki what Palmer it? is a treat, a delight, and a joy.
2: That is, I would, I would get behind that. Yeah. I think,
3: I think you agree. I, I would, I'm, I'm glad to agree. Yeah, she's just, she's just really I, a gift.
2: I really enjoyed her season on the morning show, like when she was doing the Michael Strahan, mm-hmm. yeah, and Good Morning America. Yes. I thought she really did an awesome job there. I enjoyed her in that, in that, in that. Range.
3: She's really good at like guiding conversation, and you know obviously instilling life into the conversation, but also pulling life out of the guests. I think she's very engaging with the guests. And I enjoy watching her. I do.
2: I, too, enjoy. And I think that I'm very proud of her and all that she's accomplishing and doing. Mm -hmm. I I love to see it.
3: And that's why we're giving
2: her a baby shower. You heard it here. Well, if you heard it on Patreon, then you heard it there first. Yes. But... We are throwing Kiki Palmer a baby shower. And we're not talking about any, like, today's standard baby shower. No. The production that the baby shower has become. No shade, but no. No shade at all. There will be no hashtags. Right. There will be no stepping repeats. Mm-mm. There will be no uh, no professional photographers and videographers. There no. will be no backdrops. No. There will <laughs> there will be Kiki no, is coming uh, in
3: a button up, some jeans, and we putting yes. a sash on her. Okay.
2: It's, yes, <laughs> and she she gonna sit in a wicker chair. Mm-hmm. And and um, do you remember when says we talked about this? Do you remember you remember when baby showers weren't at event spaces? or or restaurants they were at homes or clubs yeah they was in somebody's basement or in somebody's yes. sunroom yes or in the basement at the church yeah or, or a living or, room you know or the community center or mm-hmm. the community uh you know the community room yep. in, your, in your complex or something like that
3: or somebody moved their <laughs> dining room table and adjoined their living yes. room their kitchen <laughs> and
2: and it it, we would have, we had good, somebody made a good Z D and yes. some chicken wings and yes. a macaroni salad mm-hmm. and a green salad mm-hmm. and some punch.
3: Yep. And, and y'all I-
2: just played a couple of games and then yep. opened up your gifts and everybody went home. And
3: everybody went home at a decent hour. There were no DJs. At a decent, no, there were there was no, no. There were, there uh, were no
2: extre- extensive decorations. No, there was no it was 360 not that kind of photo party booths.
3: You know no. what I'm saying? <laughs> None of that. You know, it was not no fucking balloons there was no with attire, confetti inside of it. Right?
2: There were no partners, no husbands, no. no boyfriends. No. It was just the girls getting together to talk uh, and enjoy, you know, one another. Yeah. And this is the kind of we feel like this. This is something that. That represents what Kiki means to us as our niece. Our niece is having a baby, y'all. That's it. And so we, the aunties are gathering and convening to have a baby shower. We're gonna make good baby shower cuisine. Yeah. We and we're gonna have a little a live cooking session mm-hmm. with with the aunties, and then we're gonna have a baby shower. Yeah. For her.
3: For Kiki Palmer. And we're you know, I might get a poster board cutout of Kiki Palmer. You know, and we're going to put wait. a sash on her and maybe a hoodie. We can and... make a,
2: a yes, <laughs> we can buy a few gifts. You know, yeah. let's, we'll just make it a thing. And we're going to celebrate Kiki. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a time. And y'all it should is. come and hang
3: out with us. You should, you know. And so uh, stay tuned for that. That's coming in January. Kiki Palmer's Baby Shower via Getting Grown. Maybe she will see it and say, this is the baby shower that I deserve to have.
2: That I
3: would like to have. Okay, so we're going to give it to you, sister. Um, And on that note, we're going to head on over to... Oh, wait a minute. How are you?
2: (laughs) Did we not even speak to each other? I don't think
3: so. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing my best today,
2: sis. Today has been a Monday, but we're pushing through, and I'm safe and I have what I need.
3: Amen. That's that's that is what the most important thing is. And I too am safe and have what I need. Uh Key and I How are, are you? Yes, you I, just told me we're that. We're preparing Same. for vacation. Okay. Oh my goodness. And guys. that is where the brains are. And so therefore they are starting to <laughs> out of all of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> because I get to sleep in my own bed for
0: five days. You
3: alone. deserve
2: this. I do. You deserve. You deserve
0: it,
3: and I'll speak to you about all of the uh, twists and turns and tribulations and fucking parkour that I've had to take in order to make this Ooh. happen. But we'll talk about that in the petty peeves.
2: Oh, I um, appreciate
3: you. <laughs> no, I'm. You'll. I, I'll explain more in the petty peeves. Okay, Understood. but with all the pleasantries out the way, let's knock out this trap. I'm really excited for y'all to get to the kitchen table talk. So we're just oh my trying. Oh gosh. To we're just trying to uh, Commodores our we way had- zoom through.
0: <laughs> yeah. zoom, zoom. Zoom. zoom! I like <laughs> to fly far away from here.
2: Jade is like a fifty-five-year-old man. <laughs> like her true essence—that's who she is as a person. She's fifty-five years old, and her name is like Ralph or something. <laughs> Y'all don't go on down to Mr. Ralph's house and get some chicken wings. He said he fried up some chicken.
3: That's Jay. Y'all I run down Mr. to Mr. Ralph. Ralph's house. Actually, I can't be Mr. <laughs> Ralph because that's my old raggedy ass landlord. Fuck you, nigga. Oh, I, no. I don't know. He, may he get all of the things that I've put his way. <laughs> but okay. anyway let's get on to the trash before I talk myself into hell oh <laughs> lord have mercy <laughs> i clean up one. Wa breaking news. <laughs> that's why, that's breaking, one of my favorite. <laughs> Breaking news. I might send that to Ty as the new intro for the trash. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it's my favorite. <laughs> breaking news. Wah, 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 wah. breaking news. Oh, uh, so i don't have a whole lot of trash this week you know again vacation brain don't really give a fuck about what these niggas got going on but i'm gonna tell you i'll be honest but i'm gonna tell you who caught my attention on this week okay. a young sister duo which i think has gone quite viral by the name okay. of paris in london oh my spirit children okay now, if you are of the coalition where you're like, why did you
0: put these babies on the internet fighting?
3: Then just go on and pass this 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 point on up. Because I am in full agreement and hallelujah of a child knowing <laughs> how to defend themselves and being TTG for their people. Okay? Because mine started from, from you and them. And yes. Paris... Is of my gang gang tribe tribe.
2: I just feel like, and Toya and I talked about this, right? I feel like in the spirit of wholeness, humanity, yeah. duality, Thank and balance, you. yes. The truth is that all of us at have to have a little bit of London and a little bit of Paris in us. That's it. That's it. I've got probably
3: more Paris than London. But and many I many of us probably but I agree do. with you. I, I think the duality feel like I is have. important.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do. And Toya, I do and Toya like you too
3: is it. very TTG. Like Toya, Toya stood her ass up when I needed her too and was like, what we do? Yes.
2: <laughs> I felt like do? I felt like what I loved. It was just so black. I was like, black women, it was so black women the whole video was so black women because but she's like it was Paris Tell me her name. Listen, <laughs> it, you have to watch the whole thing sis yes, because it what I love it was it's the body language. Mm-hmm. The fact that okay so Paris was not listening to her auntie. She turned mm-hmm. her whole back to her auntie. She said she was she won't looking tell at her London. Name. She was looking at London and <laughs> she was like had her little hands <laughs> clasped on her little thigh and she was yep. like tell me. Her Who it <laughs> is like I was like it's the persistence for me
3: I would tell you it which is, one got it me it was the one where she couldn't even put the name in there she was like tell me her <laughs> No, but that was so us, though, right? Because yes,
2: we're not gonna we're gonna say the same thing, but we're gonna say it a different way every time. Yes.
0: She said, tell me her name. She was like, tell me who it is. <laughs> who did it? She said, tell me. And then she me... said, tell me her. Tell, <laughs> tell, me, tell her. me her. Tell me her. <laughs> <laughs> it was the tell me her that got me. Tell me her.
3: Woo, baby. I said, Paris. Paris. You are me I and understand. I am you. I, I was
2: like, how am I, how am I relating to this child so much? Because let me tell you something. And my mom used to tell me this. Uh, we, again, not advocating for violence. No. But there's something about somebody messing with your sibling <sighs> that changes the conversation. Sister.
3: Sister. Sister.
2: It's and so like if your yes. sibling is having a problem, it's almost
3: your responsibility mm-hmm. to be like, who said what to who? Especially when you see the depth of how much her feelings were hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I, and then video part too. Because I loved it. Y'all know Paris got the name. Okay, let's just all call things things. We knew Paris was going to get it. And I knew she was going to get it. She was going to get it. So I had no doubt. They said, okay, what was the girl's name? She said, Stormy, and I showed her the storm.
2: I showed her the storm. I said, now this is the thing, right? Because no one ever sat Paris down and taught her how to do this. No. But this is something that comes no. to us innately. And that's what I love about being black. Because think about it, though.
0: I mean, for her to... <laughs>
2: Paris is using metaphor at this
3: young age. Yep, yep. And, like, off you know the dome, saying? too, okay? I it mean, just... and the
2: timing. Okay? The, I mean, I'm impressed, if nothing else, okay? And, and it was, was stormy. And it was the body I...
3: language. She's like, me yes. And I showed her the storm. And I showed her the storm.
2: <laughs> and... And
3: we don't have to wonder what that means. We don't me have to wonder. Let me explain something to you. I, 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 I don't, it's not an advocation for violence, but I do believe in self-defense. And I also believe, in you teaching your children how to defend their people, who, their your, like their their village. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and for mm-hmm. the, and to also look, for, to make sure that they're being defended in that same way. When Noah was in school and this little girl, this was years ago, I think she was five or six and this little girl had a complete anger problem. I think I told y'all about that where the mother yes, told me I I, we are going to bring the pillow to school. And I, to, and I kneeled down in that little girl's face and I said, I taught Noah how to hit back. <laughs> I was like, so the next time you put your hands on her, I'm telling you and I'm telling your mother that I taught her how to hit back. Here? So you <laughs> might want to watch. I don't give a fuck about no anger pillow. You need to learn how to control yourself if you don't want to get hit back. Okay, so and my father always taught me. He's like, you don't go instigating no fights. You don't go starting no fights. He's like, but somebody comes in your personal space and disrespects you, or they put their hands on you, you got every right to go to motherfucking pound town.
2: All things in context and in and in, 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 in like in balance, That's right? It. I don't I don't think you know there are a few things in life that are hard yeses and hard noes for mm-hmm. me because I feel like complexity and context and nuance those things matter very much yes teach your children
3: how to use their words but also teach them how to use their hands when you are encountering an ignorant individual who then will not reciprocate with using their words
2: they're they're just there's balance there's balance and we have to have these conversations with our kids in ways that help them to recognize context Mm mm-hmm Okay? Because mm-hmm. such extreme polarizing, don't you ever do this? Don't you yeah, ever mm-mm. say that? That kind of thinking, if we're not careful, can be more limiting
4: mm-hmm.
2: than, than we think. And I'm offering this humbly because, again, I'm not raising nothing but my praise and my collar. No, and but for you, that, but you I you got am good sense.
3: You got good sense and that ain't common, so... But I just,
2: <laughs> I just feel like, you know, I, I, we talk about it in the show how there's... In honoring the humanity of the Black experience, we have to think about things with within context, Absolutely. nothing is hardly ever, you know.
3: Nothing is black and white.
2: Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like so. So we have got to be. We have to be able to have those conversations that em- embrace. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's okay to do this, and sometimes it's okay mm-hmm. to do that.
3: Mm-hmm. And this is where you teach discernment.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So niggas know how to act in certain situations. Sometimes Listen. you've got to respond, and sometimes you've got to react. <laughs> and I need you to know how to react when it's time to react. Like legit, I'm legit. not gonna just have legit. you out here. So shout I out can. to Paris. <laughs> shout out to Paris because tell me her,
0: tell me her, Stormy, and I showed her the store. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I said not Paris on here sounding like Steve Harvey. I le- okay, so
3: what's what's that? What uh, nephew Tommy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my... Oh, I niece love it. Nice Paris. I'm here for it, okay? That baby is Shout in out my to heart. Nice
2: Paris and Nice London. And Nice London. Of
3: both of them, yes. Yeah. But I have a special place in my heart for bad kids. <laughs> Me and Dustin. That's where we see eye to eye. We got a special special place in our heart for the baddies. <laughs> Don't call kids bad. Some of them little niggas is bad. Um, Listen. So... I just, this TJ Holmes story.
2: First of all, have I shared that, you know, my mother is really struggling with it.
4: <laughs>
3: no, yeah, please. <laughs> please share. Please you share.
2: You can't tell her, I, just don't tell her I said nothing. Right? I won't. Like, I won't. She is someone who has been a hardcore GMA stand for many, 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 many years. Yeah, we talking all the way back to to Matt,
3: uh, uh, Matt and Katie. Joan London, Joan, oh, London Joan. and Ooh. Charlie Gibson. <laughs> oh yes, okay. Oh gee. Joan London <laughs> and Charlie Gibson. Okay, all right. Yes, okay. okay. And we're so talking over O-O-G. the years.
2: Yes, we're talking over the years. It's like she considers these people to be her friends. I often have to remind her that she did not know
3: these people personally, and that they're probably Republicans.
2: Exactly, and <laughs> so she was like, was like, you know, it's it's more, it's like the mortified. I cannot believe that some what like she is stunned and astounded and taken aback, and I'm like, listen, people cheat on their partners, it's a part and, of
3: life, girl, and coworkers be fucking, and also hello, like, I'm coworkers like, well, be this fucking. This is just where we are. Where I'm irritated though is is. Are they acting
2: like like it's not? It's to me, is it that they're acting like they're not doing anything wrong? They're just sort of carrying on like we're not.
3: It's all not even. It's their the people who are backing this shit up. It's the people who are like, ah. Oh, there they are people who together. are backing this. up? There are oh, people no. out there who are like, oh, they now look that so I have not seen cute together. Yes,
2: my mother yes. is grieving the <laughs> these people, and I've been trying to support her through that. So I haven't even been able to engage.
3: Oh, it's um, a mess. Oh, I don't engage. I just, you know, you know, I I sit on my porch and I watch.
2: I didn't know that they <laughs> were like uh, T.J. Holmes apologists out here in the it's street. It's so
3: very strange. It's like, well, they do look good together. I'm like, uh, <laughs> this nigga was full on creeping on his wife. You know what I'm saying? And did you see his his post to his wife by his yes, beautiful black queen? That. He didn't deserve. And, ha- and I just said, are motherfucking right. Deserve right you're motherfucking right you didn't deserve this lady and that you don't deserve her in the next lifetime or the next one either while you were sitting yo oh my god oh my god what is it hold on it was one of the memes (laughs) it was the one picture where they were clearly out sneaking somewhere at a cabin or some shit right they pulling groceries and shit out the car and he's grabbing he grabbed her ass and and the private inven because remember the wife said he had a there was a private investigator on him. That's how all this came out. So oh, it's dear. all these photos. That's why now I will say the memes about them running around the city like ghosts and Angela were funny because that's exactly what the fuck they look like. But well. it was one where oh, the private wow. investigator caught them at the cabin and he's grabbing her ass at the car and somebody was like, Oh, look at him grabbing that air, and then somebody else commented commented back and he was like, He's grabbing Medulla Spinalis. <laughs>
0: Oh, my. Uh, Why? Uh, <laughs> oh pure,
3: <laughs> pure, pure bone. Pure bone. But I was just... Yes, I was just irritated <laughs> with... I was Ligamous. irritated with some of those com- with those comments, with some of that like, oh, but they
0: I they did not know. Cute. But you know,
2: everyone they're no like people. The just, internet's
3: an awful place. I know.
2: I mean, it's just a place that I often question. Why do I it come is. here?
3: I know, I know, I know. Why do I come here? But you know, may they have the day they deserve. Uh, they did get yanked from from Good Morning America for now, while they figure out what they want to do.
0: Well,
2: I mean, they were just sitting next to each other at the table on Friday.
3: I guess and now, Good Morning America has suspended them. in
2: well, that's the thing, because I mean, no one was talking, was listening to the news or, or or paying any attention. Like they were on there, and people, the the fact that they were sitting together and hosting together was like, it was viral on all social platforms. <laughs>
3: That is so ghetto.
2: So GMA was like, uh-uh, not they not even talking about the news. Uh-uh, y'all gotta go.
0: <laughs> y'all have to go. Y'all gotta you go because you're a go. distraction.
2: You're distracting us from the content. niggas are online
3: talking about how y'all are wearing matching About Nikes. you.
2: I'm not doing it.
3: What Which disturbed disturbed me me the Nikes, most? Nikes, they were out of pocket because that means they was really, yeah, Well,
2: I also was very concerned because I saw a series of posts where someone had pulled from her page where she repeatedly referred to him as her brother. My bro, my brother, my... My bro, I'm hanging out with my bro. This guy's like a brother, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well,
3: Oh, and overcompensation, but also ew, because why would that be your reference point? I'd rather you say best friend, you know what I'm saying, bestie, coworker, even though that would still be out of pocket. See, this is, see, this be the problem. When them raggedy niggas see, a broken clock is right twice a day, see. And what y'all do is give these raggedy ass niggas license to continue running their filthy ass, unflossed mouths about how <laughs> people are out here always oh, we see, when well, you see what it's talking about, when people be calling it brother, they brother, they all the while they fucking, they brother, niggas mm-hmm. like Bootsy with fur on their teeth are out here and oh, you try to oh. give them license by saying things like, oh, <laughs> by calling niggas your brother that you are actually fucking. <laughs> The whole thing is trifluid. Right. It's all tri-fluid. Triflinity. It is triflinity. Triflinity. Trifluid. <laughs> triflinity. Um, lastly on the trash. So Deion Sanders left left uh mm-hmm. Jackson State. And he's it has leaving been, after this season, He's yeah. leaving. You're right. Mm-hmm. And it's been a bit of a source of controversy. And so I was talking to Kia a little bit about it before the show, and I like I think you very eloquently put, put, can you, can you just reiterate what we were chatting about? I I
2: feel like I understand both sentiments and I feel like a solid argument could be made for why he should stay. Um, but I did have the opportunity to someone, I think his son recorded the meeting that he held with the students and staff that he works with every day. Um, before announcing it or it going public. And he said he wanted to make them aware so that they mm-hmm. don't hear about it in the street. Um And he really explained and gave some context for his decision. Um And he explained that it wasn't about the money. And he said he's been rich for a long time, which he has. But what I liked about his explanation was for me, um, you know, he talked a lot about understanding systems and understanding Uh um like you know real what it really means to say you're committed to supporting black black students but more specifically black men's black male students yes and he said that he spent (laughs) three years at jackson state trying to address structural issues, trying to invest in the in improving the institution structurally and with respect yeah. to policy and how things are done and also sort of supporting black men and, and being a part of the social change that's necessary to create the conditions for the success of black men. At HBCUs, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, the facts are, you know if I say I'm committed to black males, black male college students specifically, I have to go where they are. Yes. Now there are, you know, I, and if I've supported these students at Jackson state, you know, I also feel a responsibility to support black students who are at predominantly a predominantly white institution surrounded by whiteness in a very particular and predatory mm-hmm,
4: way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
2: and, and <laughs> You know, I cannot change the infrastructure there to support these students better if Mm -hmm. I am not there. And, uh, I just felt like he, I, I respected the rationale behind his decision and I agree, you know, um, there are Black students at HBCUs, and HBCUs have a unique expertise in how to support and cultivate Black students' success. But yes, the facts within are within Black culture. Yes, within Black culture. But but the but there are also Black students who are at predominantly white institutions. Black students yep. don't just go to HBCUs, but there are Black students everywhere. And if we're going to support Black students wholly, we mm-hmm. need to really support them in the places. <laughs> where they are marginalized. Mm-hmm. And so I just had a lot of respect. And he's right. The structural changes that he's made at Jackson State um, and the change to pro- practice that he's made at Jackson State, he would not be able to do unless mm-hmm. he worked at a predominantly white institution. And so I think he's thinking, I've done a lot and I have invested a lot and will continue to invest in supporting change. At this at this institution, but I he said he said he felt called to effect the same change for black students who don't have the opportunity to be educated in spaces that are trained and qualified to support them in the unique ways they need to be supported. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> I am with this. I don't know like football context, and I've not ever had the opportunity to to learn at a HBCU myself. But mm-hmm. as a black student who was only educated at predominantly white spaces, there is such a grave need mm-hmm. for black faculty, black staff, black leaders yes. on campuses and spaces like that. Yes. And so myself. I think it's, the, there's a lot of power. <laughs> it's very powerful.
4: Mm -hmm. um
2: and somebody like Deion sanders being able to affect change at a place like colorado um and so i think that i i I don't know I, i was with it i appreciated that context and i appreciate that he was thinking in that way i do too actually and that's what that's what proved to me that it was bigger than the money
3: Absolutely. Especially if you're given half of your of your salary. He to he Jackson gave half State of his salary back to
2: Jackson State. And it's what's like, bigger than that is like, you know, like two, he's like he said, I've been rich for a long time. I don't need money in the ways that y'all think that I do. Mm-hmm. And more than the money, Deion Sanders being at this institution also increases the ways like his celebrity, his status. Uh, also gives him influence that sort of regular daily leaders don't have. So at mm-hmm. Jackson State, he he leveraged some of his celebrity and professional relationships to improve things at, mm-hmm. a, at a historically marginalized place. So, for example, he has a relationship with American Airlines, mm-hmm. and he was able to leverage that relationship to create Um, And facilitate, uh, you know, American Airlines supporting students, Jackson State students who have travel Mm -hmm. needs.
4: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
2: saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And and supporting. uh, So he was able to leverage that so that Jackson State having trouble flying students away (laughs) for games. They were able to sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. sponsorship and Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah that yeah. you get somebody you don't only get a coach and someone with athletic expertise but someone who is so well connected and can use their network to improve things not just for them but mm-hmm. for the students absolutely so i don't know i just feel like this was a big it was a it was a, i like the i feel like it was a strategic move
3: for him that i respect i agree and i respect the i think black students get lost a lot within pwis right because absolutely it's a predominantly white space. That's what it is. Period. So, so we get lost in those spaces in general. And I think it's awesome that he is thinking about those of us who are in those larger spaces where we're not as well supported. He, you know, it wasn't even about like, I'm going to go take my expertise somewhere else. It was about no the black students within this yes. space. And I think that's real. Yes. I think that's very awesome.
2: And I appreciated that this was not some curated PR message that he read. Right. Right. This was recorded on somebody's phone. This was that him was talking speaking to, him students. to his students in the ways mm-hmm. that he speaks to the students. <laughs> and he said, he was like, because I'm leaving, I'm. this is not your invitation to jump ship. You have to stay mm-hmm. here.
4: Mm-hmm. And he
2: explained why. And he was like, if, you know, and I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be a resource. I'm still going to be sort of providing that support to the students that I've cultivated a relationship with. I understood it. And I felt like it was done in a way that was tasteful, mm-hmm. and so while there have been some arguments against it, that I'm like, okay, I see what what you mean.
0: Mm-hmm. I just am
2: not. I'm not. I don't think that I'm. I'm thinking of this in ways that um, I see the uh, the added value of this Absolutely. decision.
3: Absolutely, and I'm for Absolutely. it. I really, I really for it. And I like how you broke that down, and I thought that was. Worth having a conversation about, um, and lastly, just you know, just on a little petty note, uh, sure. Jennifer Lopez is doing a Whitney Houston tribute. No, thank you. Is what I learned. Um, no, thank you. She claims, I was, I, allegedly, she said that she feels like she's Where? ready. Let me see. To, here. What? Hold on. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I'll tell you. Hold ready. mm Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well what does that have to do with the rest of us if she if she's ready we are not
3: oh
2: i i need more time jennifer
3: they're saying it's fake do it news for now. me i think she oh, caught so God. much flack no because there was bad there was there was raw vocals there was raw vocals. I heard them myself. I feel like I
2: saw <laughs> it on my timeline, but I wasn't in a place where I could turn the sound on and listen to it. But something else was also like, you don't want to hear no raw Jennifer Lopez vocals, girl. I, on, I don't know what on. those
3: vocals were because it didn't sound like a Whitney Houston song, but they were definitely raw vocals at some sort of practice. Now, whether this new, maybe this is satirical, <sighs> Maybe she pulled the whole thing because it was not well-received whatsoever. <laughs> but regardless, oh. the thought of Jennifer Lopez doing a Whitney Houston tribute.
2: That's why I said no thank you immediately. Is I just don't even and want to. I don't even want to go there.
3: What? I I feel like there would be a, a haunting of mass proportion.
2: Everybody just don't have to do everything.
3: No. Okay. And it's okay for you to recognize when certain things, that, like yes, I joke around in the intro of the song. But if I ever climbed my ass up on a Grammy or Motown <laughs> stage and told you niggas that I was getting ready to do a tribute to Shadé, I would expect <laughs> for you to throw me a bevy to of tomatoes your at me. Yeah, Get like your behind. I I'm a boo line. tomato, boo. <laughs> like fully understand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I don't think Jennifer Lopez knows her limitations. So even if this is fake news, she still did that Motown tribute and we'll never forget. And when that is the end of the trash. <laughs> let's, get, let's get loud. Let's get loud and move on to the shout out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's get
3: loud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yo, she did that at the inauguration And I was in this house I Jade, I was Unwell I was Unwell
3: Okay oh, oh, I, wasn't I remember it. I was
2: Watching it down on that Ooh, couch shit. And I think The other issue was uh, Toya had just left so the subtitles Were still on and something about those words, let's go! <laughs> Across that screen, I tell you I rolled off my own couch. I was on the floor having fits and convulsions. I said my stomach was hurting. I was like I can't take it. <laughs> it was like Laska La Cause I just kept saying. You know, what I just I was kept doing saying, saying, wasn't she singing like America the Beautiful or something? I
3: was she like, was. why? I was like, what do we need that for? We did not ask. In honor of World Cup, of the World Cup right now, it was like Let's goal!
0: Get it! <laughs> I said, what? I just remember being first
2: confused and then inconsolable. Say, I was not good, Jay. I missed the rest of the inauguration
3: oh because my God. I was oh God. having. If I was, let's not just good. play the let's just play the clip real quick because I, like, we just need to. I think right. since we are going on a break. Oh yes, guys, here we'll announce it here right now. We're going on a break. <laughs> 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 for three we're weeks we're going on
2: holiday
3: we're going on holiday and so in the meantime I'm gonna we're gonna leave you with a special treat um, hold no. on let's yep yeah, mm-hmm. no we have to because no. I haven't listened to it in a while actually <laughs>
0: No, you have to go back. <laughs> go back to before. Wait, wait. 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 <laughs> <laughs> She put let's get loud in the middle of this land is your land. (laughs) America the Beautiful.
2: Ah! She said let's get loud and then proceeded to say this land was made for you and me. And put put vibrato on
3: it and like oh my god. First of all
2: lies and flies I do despise.
3: Right. And just because you spoke Spanish right beforehand, you learned a couple lines because we all know. Oh, <laughs>
2: yeah. oh man. What Dime a disaster that
3: was.
0: OK, De let's go. <laughs> Dime Let us llores. hurry. Come Un on. Come soledad. on. Let's record the rest. Thomas. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, these is, it's a Lopez disaster. and Mark Anthony. No me amen. Okay. I'm oh my God.
3: Oh okay, Lord. where are we going? The shout out.
0: <laughs> wow. What a disaster this is. My sister's popping right now. Okay, it is time for the shout out. Ooh, it's
3: time mess. for the shout out, and I have a wonderful shout out this year. I went did to the you know. She Did That Marketplace put on by I Renee saw. Blewett. It was, I want to say, over 40 black woman-owned brands um, for, as a marketplace, a little holiday marketplace where you can shop for your gifts or for yourself, as I did. Uh, and I had... I And I was... Please, because obviously our love Shanti of the Sable Collective had her table yes. there. But I saw a Khadijah of Life Wellness in Brooklyn. If you've oh. never been to Life Wellness, go get your goods. You can get your incense. Good you can time. get your your, your uh, just all types of things. Massages and acupuncture. And It's just a wealth of wealth. Um, so it was Life Wellness. There was some beautiful bags actually. I want to shout her out Especially since we didn't do our favorite things episode this year. Oh. Oh, it's all right. Maybe we'll do maybe it in we'll January. Maybe we'll do one for
2: like, yeah, or for Valentine's Day or something it like happens. that. It happens.
3: You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Sarep and Rose, or maybe I'm Sarep and Rose, S-A-R-E-P and Rose, R-O-S-E. Beautiful leather bags, wallets, soft leather, like aged. amazing quality and you know beautiful hardware on it uh, functional practical so make sure you all look her up Um, I bought some uh, naturally London Uh, the brand is naturally London you can find her on Instagram and I got uh, a five-in-one nourishing oil for your hands and feet rosy citrus So she did like a scrub and she did the oil and she did like a a salve afterwards. And my hands were so soft. You know, I have my father's hands. So that was amazing. (laughs) So that's naturally London. I had some amazing products from her. So I was just I was in there getting my whole life and I actually had to stop myself uh, because I was getting ready to do absolutely too much. So, I just wanted to shout out Renee for putting on such an incredible and intentional marketplace um, that specifically it. highlights black women and black brands and brings everybody into a place where we can continue that ecosystem where we support one another. So, I just Let's wanted to it. shout
0: her out. Yes. I'm
3: waiting. But, shout out. We have a kitchen table talk for y'all. Y'all, okay? it's good. Stay it's tuned. Good. Okay? Up. It's good. Okay, it's good. Make sure you all enjoy, and we'll see you in a moment.
1: Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them, but time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Mm. Apply by March 27th, at TMCF.org.
3: As I'm staunchly sitting in my adulthood, I learn more and more about myself every day. And one of those things is I like quality, okay, from my clothes to my jewelry and beyond. And another thing I learned is I want, no need, my quality to be affordable. So when you ask, you shall receive. And with that, I found Quince. Now I get all my luxury essentials and stay on budget. I'm talking 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. And the best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. So my favorite part? Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. My daughter stays losing her earrings, so I was able to get a few pair of 14 karat everyday hoops for $50. $49.90 to be exact. And that's almost unheard of. And don't get me started on my Mongolian cashmere cardigan. It's my new favorite staple, and you heard all that suppleness in those fabrics... Indulge in affordable luxury. Treat yourself. Go to quince.com slash groan for free shipping on your order and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. That's quince.com slash grown to get free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Quince, Q U I N C E dot com slash grown.
2: welcome back everybody to getting grown and we are having a very appropriate conversation (laughs) for the kitchen table today yes
0: we are uh in more
2: ways than one um i'm excited because uh i'm talking about two of my very favorite things blackness and food okay
0: okay yeah what
2: what would y'all call each other with, with a yeah, fellow, yeah, fellow colleague in the academy sister we're having yes. a good day we're having a good day so everyone please join jade and i and welcome welcoming dr psyche williams forson to the kitchen table welcome Yay. welcome welcome Yay. Yay. Hey, hey. thank you thank you dr williams forson is a professor and chair current chair of the department of, of american studies at the University of Maryland College Park. You know we are a Terp city around here, so welcome home. Okay, Terps. Um, hey. Yes. And uh, her, her research, um, she's a cultural studies expert who combines design thinking, qualitative assessment methods, um, oral history, and material culture to foster social and systemic change. Yeah. And I'm excited because she, um, you know, Talking about all of the ways that culture is expressed um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, right up Jade and I street, uh, a lot of her work has dealt with food Mm -hmm. and food choice. How um, how we eat, what we eat, what eating has signified to us in our community. How we feel about what we eat. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we are excited to welcome you to the kitchen table psyche and excited to hear about your work. How are you doing?
1: I'm well, thank you. And thank you for having me. Thank
3: you for joining us. Now, I have to say, Kia mentioned (laughs) it briefly before we started. This is such a timely conversation because we are coming right Mm -hmm. off the hills of a three-part series that we did, um, which was sponsored by Target and the Black Beyond Measure uh, Initiative called Mm -hmm. Illuminating Intersectionality. Mm. And each episode focused on different intersectionalities of Black womanhood is starting off with Mm -hmm. education and academia and how that's impacted us as a community and her you know specifically uh our sis fran Mm -hmm. from another show uh did episode two on socioeconomics and class and episode three was on food uh and food culture Mm -hmm. expression and also how food has been weaponized against us as a community um and we each led one of those conversations so i'm super excited To have this, I literally just spit all over the place. I'm super excited (laughs) to have this conversation (laughs) with you uh, and to get to know you and more about your work. So Kia gave you a brief introduction, but go ahead and like tell the people what you want them to know about you.
1: So yes, uh, thank you both. And uh, Kia, thank you for that intro. Uh, That's what Mm -hmm. I do. But who I yes. am is a
3: distinction. Um, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Get me together.
4: <laughs>
1: yes. Oh, no. no. No correction needed because that is, that is what right. I do. But who I am in, in my everyday life is, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a mom of an 18-year-old. And I'm also a fur baby mom. And I am a, an advocate for all things black and black people. I love black people in all of our many facets and functions and dysfunctions. And um, my work and, and and my mission is really to help us think differently about mm-hmm. food, but also for those who are inclined to have their minds open to also think differently about food. I like mm-hmm. that.
3: What inspired this work? Like, what got your, what piqued your interest in, the, in this specific mm-hmm. area?
1: Yeah, well, part of more about what I do, I'm actually... Um, actually studied the material world in general, mm-hmm. right? When I came to graduate school, it was at a point in the 90s when we were reclaiming and rediscovering Black women's cultural um, and scholarly production. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... Uh, actually, that fall was when uh, Anita Hill Clarence Thomas case wow. came to light, um, but also... Uh, a lot of it was a watershed moment for black feminist thought. Mm-hmm. Patricia Hill Collins' work was emerging, social construction of black feminist thought. Alice Walker had about a decade mm-hmm. or more ago reclaimed Zora Neale Hurston's work. And Henry Louis Gates and Oxford University Press had republished um, a series of 19th century black women's writings along with the Schomburg mm-hmm. Library, mm-hmm. right? And so I started out uh, reading a book in one of my 19th century black feminist uh, courses, literary courses, Mm -hmm. and just opened my, my eyes. Um, Just the levels of detail that this one particular writer, Pauline Hopkins um, puts in her book, contending forces just really piqued my curiosity and blew my mind in some Mm -hmm. ways. And So from that, she had some scenes that involved food, and then a series of fortunate events happened. I also was asked to do some research for a uh, a scholar of Jewish studies who was working on food. Mm -hmm. And that's really what brought this whole thing together. Um, So I started out studying Black people and objects, the material world. Mm -hmm. What do we engage? Why? How do we access things from enslavement forward? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, And then specifically food
4: mm-hmm.
1: um, this scholar had written the term food ways and I had never heard of it and I said I wonder if black people have food ways and when I when I googled or this was pre-google so when I went to the internet I found a lot of pictures of black folks with chicken and watermelon mm. in stereotypical mm-hmm. imagery mm-hmm. Um, I got a lot of cookbooks mm. that had been written by um, black co- uh, chefs and and scholars, mm-hmm. and that was great. Zora uh, Vertame Grovesner's work, Jessica Harris, um, and some others, right? Um, many others, and that was wonderful. But it wasn't telling me why right. these particular foods were associated with black people.
3: I've it was never told me about what this. they were. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I just googled mm-hmm. foodways, yeah. and I'm no. so intrigued. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and so and, and so there's there's that right. So foodways becomes everything, including the food, right? So how food is acquired, how it's Mm -hmm. um, produced, Mm -hmm. but then all of the cultural elements that surround food and its consumption, community, and so forth. So that's really how I got um, started studying um, food through the lens of material culture, because I like to remind people, we are very connected to the objects in our lives, mm-hmm. we all have things, we're surrounded by our cars, our clothes, our phones, the things in our home, our spaces, and things say a lot about who we are. Yeah. And I don't think we do enough with only focusing on, we focus a lot on black youth and their shoes and so forth, but we don't look in large at large about around the things that Black folks consume Mm. historically, Mm. books and music and things we have in our kitchens and pictures on our wall. Um, And that's really fascinating to me. And so I'm at work actually on a new project on um, African-American domestic interiors Mm. from enslavement to to the early 20th century, I think.
3: Make sure you put yeah, those little mulberry in, um, what are those things called? <laughs> potpourri packets. Make sure you throw oh, those right. in there because my mother stayed with those up under the bed. the,
1: pe- <laughs> look, the potpourri packets,
2: peppermints, Pepper, sure. oh, Peppermints,
3: my grandma's Listen, big red. <laughs> let's talk about buttersco- right, big butterscotch. Red, and butterscotch wor- worters, worters, and word is original, don't you? Know?
2: Those fat
3: oh, peppermints, God. though, not the round yeah. ones, but the fat, the fat ones. Yes. No, no, the mm.
1: fat peppermints, right? The kind that melted. Yes, your head, exactly.
3: You know?
1: <laughs> you know gum in your purse that has a lot of everything on yeah. it you
4: know the, you I know, love all of
2: I that. love I love this I love your work for many mm-hmm. reasons Thank but you. you know in terms of you know uh, the illuminating intersectionality video series was all about sort of resituating intersectionality within its mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. scholarly home of of being um mm-hmm. something that black women embody and practice in a very specific mm-hmm. way. And given, you know, the nature of our history and how Mm -hmm. much, um, I don't want to say has been lost, but has not been fully captured or recognized Mm -hmm. as Mm -hmm. sort of cultural value, cultural essence, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're always and often looked at in very singular ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I love about the work that you're doing is that it really opens up. Um, our eyes to all of the many, many ways that black people did not have much but were mm-hmm. able to create such a rich cultural legacy
4: mm-hmm. um, right. and,
2: and and food and smells and sights are all a part of that, mm-hmm. a part of that rich storytelling. And so it's awesome right. that you you and other scholars, um, you know, in this area are really, making, bringing that to bear and showing how important that is, which is like, we were kidding around before we start. Um, and Saki called Jay, Dr. Jay. And she was like, Oh no, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is exa- like, you don't have yes. a PhD in the way again. that <laughs> 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 like we, you didn't go through the conventional sort of trajectory of, of earning a doctorate, but I'm, right. over your life, you have a mass
3: area of expertise. Thank you. And that's
2: all that being a PhD means is, you know, a lot about a very little bit.
3: (laughs) Oh, that I have a PhD in random facts. Okay. I can tell you what a dolphin's vagina looks like or, Uh, you know, whatever. That is crazy. Oh I am a little bit psyche. I am a little bit crazy. Oh. That's
1: amazing. That is, that is awesome. I mean, among the things that I would never think about, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But I mean, you're right. We have PhDs because we're able to show we know how to do original research. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And so but all of us are walking archives every right. day. Yes. Right. That's yes. what we do in our lives. We're walking archives. We're walking repositories.
4: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and
1: so though some of us have gone through a sort of rigorous process to be validated as such, I mean, community scholars are the folks who inform my life, my work. Yes. You know, I, my work wouldn't exist without my mom or my mm-hmm. dad or mm-hmm. the many, many relatives in my family who have, Either knowingly or unknowingly allowed me to watch them, photograph them, yep. um, talk to them, interview mm-hmm. them, inform, you know, just an everyday conversation.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. It's all about resituating rigor, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody, mm-hmm. like people, and it's sort of, displacing that white mm-hmm. is you know what white people say is <laughs> is rigor is rigor but the truth of the matter is mm-hmm. some of the smartest people that i know did not matriculate through conventional academic uh, mm-hmm. spaces um, but you know i don't want to get on that soapbox i want to sort of bring us back to mm-hmm. to your work and specifically um you know the intersection or your work around sort of showing how systemic bias and structural bias yes. Mm-hmm. have been made manifest mm-hmm. in the ways mm-hmm. that we we think about mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. food and weaponized um, against us yeah for sure Yeah, you've mm-hmm. done some work um, um, around food shaming and mm-hmm. race in America so could you talk a little bit about that that project and just you know why is it important for yeah. us to sort of think about food in this way as people as black people
1: It's really important because, you know, black folks have been subjected to shame around our food culture since the time we arrived on the Caribbean shores, Mm -hmm. the American shores, the European shores. We've always been food shamed, Mm -hmm. Um, in part because our lives have always been shamed and devalued. Mm -hmm. So it's not a far stretch to look at every conceivable aspect of our lives and denigrated unless we choose it's chosen to be celebrated then of course it's reclaimed by someone else Mm -hmm. um we see it all the time in our music our dance culture
4: um, our clothing
1: you know just our whole kale all uh, the things that they steal exactly (laughs) everything we do (laughs) right
4: Mm -hmm. you know
1: chitlins you know all of that so i wrote uh eating while black because when i published my first book Building houses out of chicken legs, black women, food in power. I was traveling around the country, fortunately, sharing what was in that book. And I w- it was a time when several things were happening. Dollar trees and dollar stores were starting to get refrigeration. And yeah. We were re-entering a new phase of or countercultural phase where all the conversations around growing ones of food. And um you know, those were two of the main things that were taking place. But while that was happening, people were talking to me in ways that were very much moralizing, right? Like how do we get people to stop eating X and how yeah. do we you know, how do we build a, a garden in this this, that and the other community? Most of the time it was white folks who were concerned about building gardens. Oh. And it was black folks who were concerned about how do we get people to stop eating at X. Mm-hmm. And so over the course of basically 10 years, because Building Houses came out in 2006, it's now 20, you know, 2022, it's 16 years. I just have witnessed all kinds of incidents where shaming was taking place. Mm-hmm. And the absence of talking about black food culture as a major element huh. of our cultural sustainability hmm. right through migration, immigration, for example, when Katrina happened, we focused a lot on how you know you had looters and 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 survivors, or uh-huh. we saw folks without water, et cetera. But my question became, but how did people use food? To rebuild their lives yes, and re yes, sustain yes. themselves when they were thrust into generate
2: wealth. areas.
1: Yes. Yeah, and to generate wealth in areas where they had absolutely no barriers. So yes. you yes. had people come into Maryland, of course, the DMV, you had people in Quanti Houston, Houston. Mm-hmm. you had folks out west, you had people everywhere. How do people sustain themselves away from the Gulf?
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Where
1: the where the food and the and, and so decidedly, different, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so my concern there was we're not talking enough about these issues. There also had been um, an expose done in the Washington Post on uh, young lives at risk and they were talking about young people and obesity and there was a story at the time that was really captivating because my daughter was was a young young six or seven, maybe eight-year-old, when this story came out. And the shame that I saw the post heap upon this young Black woman's body was Mm. just um, at the expense of what I think, if she goes back and looks at it now or has gone back and looked at it, at the expense of her mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I bring in some elements of mental health. I bring in elements of body shaming by Black folks and Mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, by Mm non-Black people. And the ways in which a lot of times we do it unintentionally, but also intentionally. And I make the argument, building off of uh, Melissa Harris Perry's work, that we are, in effect, oftentimes mm. it, it, in a in a situation of being in a crooked room on a crooked chair, but we think we can write the chair, not realizing yeah. it's actually the room that's crooked, not mm. so much the chair. It's the sh- it's and the water. So it's not. It's not. not, it's, not, it's, a not, it's, not <laughs> it's not. Right. It's not. Yeah. And so. While we're trying to balance ourselves to make ourselves right to fit in with society, that's Mm -hmm. not the point of society. Mm -hmm. You know, this, as we know, this, it's operating the way it's supposed to, because it was never designed for us to be as far along as we are. Absolutely.
4: Absolutely.
1: So when folks are given testimonies about, hey, I changed my whole diet and I did that, this, that, and the other, as I talk about in the book. And you got white men in particular, but other folks who are like, oh, good for you. And that's extreme and that's excessive. And when we don't get that validation, I'm like, recognize you were never going to get that validation
4: mm-hmm. because
1: it's not designed for you to have a whole healthy body.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: the system is designed for you to stay diseased. Mm-hmm.
4: you know, without yes. health
1: insurance, without proper mm-hmm. um, thoughts around your health and wellness or without, you know, functioning mental health. Um, and so I look at all of those things as, as uh, uh, projects of anti-racial blackness, quite yep. frankly.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I argue that, um, you know, this is part, uh, another part of the racial project of America to to invisibilize these things, right? Yeah.
4: Because
1: um, yes. we're not the only ones who don't eat well um, or don't eat healthy, Can we talk whatever about it? that looks like. Can we talk about right? it? Right. And, and as I say all the time, especially in my talks, in the list of things that can kill black people in America, food is not necessarily Chicken? at the top Listen. of that list. Okay? <laughs> there are so many different other things, but by us focusing on food, yep. right? It keeps us distracted off of the political system, off of the oppressive systems that keep us from getting ahead and from doing mm-hmm. what we need to do. It keeps us from focusing on gentrification and gerrymandering. So Because if we focus on the food, And you tell Black folks, stop eating this, that, and the other, and you get us all riled up over there. We don't see down in Georgia that a race is entirely too close and should never have gotten that Mm -hmm. far. But if you focus on the collard greens and the ham and the this, that, and the other, then we can offer these distractions that keep us always um, in that crooked room.
2: And it's also like keep us divided and arguing amongst ourselves. Absolutely. Right? absolutely.
1: That's Which part is, of the is agenda. Very much, and yes. so my my argument is objects get used to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. who's gonna who's gonna question? Right? We out here fighting over cars and, and you know, I got to have the best this, that, and the other. And I understand that your gear, your drip, your clothes, whatever, that in some places, especially among the youth, that it registers and it and it says something. I'm very clear mm. about that. this I spend my life studying what those things mean. Um, and so food is a part of that lexicon of mm. distraction or it can be, right? Yes. Um, because while we're focusing on those things, as I said, we're talking about the looters versus the survivors. Mm. You're not even hearing the fact that black folks yeah. are being considered looters. And yes. people don't, who don't look black are being considered survivors, right? We, us, we just focus yes. on something t- entirely different. So <clears throat> that really is my, um, my goal with the kind of work that I do is to bring to light those issues mm. um, that I think need to come to the fore.
3: I'm so fascinated. <laughs> I'm so enthralled.
0: <laughs> no, I love every bit Thank of this. I do. Cause
2: it's important. Cause I, there's, there's so much, I mean, we talk a lot on this, on this show about this gap that exists between like the Academy and mainstream mm-hmm. sort of culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it is, is used as a tool mm-hmm. to, um, you know, sort of, uh, People feel intimidated by mm-hmm. the academy. Right, yeah, it's, it's like, another oh. way
3: of keeping up the vision, is what
2: exactly. It is. Mm-hmm. And, but the, but but thinking about it this way, like you know, there are, there are people who have the training um, to go out and and amplify and mm-hmm. illuminate the rich stories of our everyday lived experiences, mm-hmm. and raise those to the level of visibility. Mm-hmm. You know as with the same sort of, you know, text or scholarship or whatever. You know, people try to make, you know, oh, well, we ought to be listening to this or mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like no mm-hmm. no no no. Like there's just as much expertise and and um knowledge and know-how mm-hmm. exists in our communities as sure. you know, if not more. Hello. Yeah. Good morning because yeah. they Absolute. don't do nothing with, but copy with and paste. all of the
3: things I was <laughs> cooking in culinary school, <laughs> the amount of 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 lard mixed with meat, mixed mm-hmm. with salt, mixed with what like that we were making. And then it, they call it a riet and it's part of charcuterie. And, you know, it's all of a sudden elevated. Whereas mm-hmm. if we throw mm-hmm. some Crisco and a cast iron and fry yeah. up chicken, all of a sudden everybody in our household's <clears throat> is going to get a heart attack. That's yes. right. And, no, that's right. And I think it's important to have these conversations. And I love the point that you brought out about how it's used as a distraction mm-hmm. and also... It is political, you Mm -hmm. know, so when we're having when we need to be focused on these political conversations, look at the way that food has been used against us. And like you said, Mm -hmm. how our bodies have developed, how we've been shamed for the way our bodies have developed due to the access and Mm -hmm. what we have around us and how our people had to make do Mm -hmm. with what we had. Mm -hmm. But we have to, we need to have these types of conversations. So I love how you're studying culture and bringing that to the forefront because Black Mm -hmm. culture is very important and it is very much American history and American culture. Right.
1: And I mean, Black resiliency around food goes very far. I mean, one of the things I like to remind people, because we talk about food, for example, during enslavement, and we've been fed what, you know, Nigerian novelist Chimamanda Adichie calls a single story, right?
4: Right, And we've
1: been fed this narrative that Black folks only ate scraps. Well, Mm -hmm. I mean, see, if you start with that story, then you don't get the story, really, of the real ingenuity, creativity, and resiliency. See, when we came to, um, when we were placed and put in brutally, Mm. horrifically Um, Mm. slammed into enslavement we came with our own cultures right in fact we were chosen that's half of why they came over here they wanted our rice and shit (laughs) we were chosen because of our you know not even chosen we were taken because of the knowledge Mm -hmm. that we had and we were taken as you know to different areas: indigo training, agricultural knowledge, mm-hmm. tobacco growing, spices, you know, cinnamon, black um, mm-hmm. medica, medicine, mm-hmm. all of that. How to make clothes, etc., and in, in, including spices and so forth. But, but it's not. It's almost like we are having an early '80s conversation in twenty
0: twenty-two,
1: right? Because there's I this mean, conversation whoa. that's going on, like a Melville Herskovitz. Debate that we either lost everything or we brought over a few things, right? Yeah. And the reality is we carry, it's almost like the the book by Tia Miles that just came out, All That She Carried, The Journey of Ashley Sack. And she's mm-hmm. talking about a cotton sack and she does a whole book around the cotton sack, which is phenomenal and, and fascinating. And it's like we had things when we came here. So what am I getting at? You had Muslims who were brought to the, uh, uh, through enslavement, through the mouth of enslavement. You had non-Muslims. You had people who worshipped in different ways, different gods, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. We didn't come here and starve necessarily, uh-uh. right? Mm-hmm. If you're surrounded by woods and foliage and you know how you have agricultural knowledge, you're not going to starve. You know what a wild plant looks like. You know what a wild mushroom, which wild mushrooms are edible. Mm-hmm. You figure mm-hmm. out how to eat berries that are in the woods, right? That's how we survive through us when we escape. One of the things that happened is, I mean, when we were uh, in enslavement, we, we traveled through swamps and we slept in ditches, as, as some of my colleague, my colleague Cheryl LaRoche has oh, talked okay. about, and then one of my former students um, I, uh, oh, um, talked the... about in his dissertation, yeah, right? Saying... And so... Tony Perry. There you go. Okay. So we no had pardon. understanding of the woods, many of us, and what we didn't know we or what we knew we passed on to others, right? And so we knew how to forage and how to trap and how to fish and so forth. So we weren't starving, even though what the in, the enslavers may have mm-hmm. given us were scraps. If you look at the the uh, slaves' narratives, most of which are going to be from the 19, 1800s, They'll tell you we ate possum, we ate deer, we ate snake, we ate squirrel. We ate di- you know, so the, the information is there. There's no reason for us to keep um, mm-hmm. regurgitating that well-worn narrative that we, mm-hmm. you know, all ate scraps because it's not necessarily true. Absolutely. Some of us had gardens. Some of us were vendors of yeah. the goods that we had that we created and grew.
3: Mm-hmm. So there were
1: lots of different ways that people survived enslavement
3: absolutely and Michael Twitty you know Michael uh Michael Twitty talks no, a yeah. lot I have I have yeah. my family half of my family is of Geechee culture uh they come okay. from James Island in South Carolina so I'm, okay. I'm really fascinated by his works around food and also food culture how he yes. brings in his the black mm-hmm. Jewish culture as well as uh, mm-hmm. the Geechee culture and showing he mm-hmm. shows that we were not starving and just and just had scraps to work off of. Even the, the we talked that's about right. the okra soups in the in the yeah. um, in the mm-hmm. series, you know. And I was like, okra was a mm-hmm. big a big way for us to be able to thicken and to be able to add, you know, just to stretch. That's right. Um, and that spans across. Yeah. That's something that we brought with us. Yeah. And so I I yes, appreciate right. uh, that you're highlighting the fact and that we need to stop the narrative that we just had to work off of just a little bit. But then we move into more modern society where Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not necessarily scraps, but it's scraps in the sense where they try to pass off bad produce, bad meat um, and options like that. So what, what are your thoughts around, around food apartheid in the, as it pertains to our communities in a modern day?
1: So my thoughts are that a couple of things. Um, As my colleague, LaDonna Redmond, has said, grocery stores are not panaceas. Mm -hmm. Okay, they're not the end all Mm -hmm. to be all. Um, Food deserts can exist in a lot of different places. I don't tend to use the words, though I understand the concept of the desert, the swamp and apartheid. Mm -hmm. I do see it more as apartheid as opposed to a desert or a swamp. Because, again, it goes back to my notion about how black people are resilient and the ways that we do it, even in plain view when you Mm -hmm. don't see it. But I have lived in the suburbs and had to get to the grocery store by Mm -hmm. car. So by definition of what we talk about, a food desert being, yeah, I would have to get in my car and drive about a half a mile or a mile. Um, to a food line that may or may not have had anything that was fresh looking as of that morning. It certainly didn't look like it did at the giant or at the Whole Foods or wherever else some other body somebody else may have been shopping. But here again, I think sometimes it it does not then point to the ways that we use food ways that we use food stamps, the ways that we use EBT mm-hmm. and and snap. The ways that we use um, Grandma's kitchen, her pantry, her, um, well, my cousin's freezer mm-hmm. that's stacked with mine. stuff. Yes. More, <laughs> or, 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 <laughs> the ways that we eat leftovers and the ways that we repurpose mm-hmm. different foods, like you were talking about the gumbo. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I grew up when, if there was lots of different things still in the refrigerator by the end of the week, my mom may have made a soup or a stew and a one pot Uh meal Mm -hmm. was very much consistent with what, um, archaeologists have found historically, um, as remnants of Kalano ware and bowls and and pots that would hold a one pot dish. Absolutely. If you have a, a tomato and an onion. And if you're in, in New Orleans down that way, if you have celery and green pepper for the Trinity, you know how to make yep. a soup or a stew. You know.
3: Yep. Right. Exactly. And you can make a soup
1: or a stew out of an onion. Right. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be careful again about um, how we talk about the fact. And I understand what people are trying to do. They're pointing to the fact that these communities have inequitable food systems. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100 percent. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I want people to remember in the final chapter of my book is called Eating in the Meantime, because people eat in the meantime. Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm, Not
1: everybody's mm-hmm. waiting for the change to happen because folk got children, so we you have know, to eat. and people have to <laughs> eat. Right. And mm-hmm. so, you know, it's important that we think across a broad spectrum, um, because while we're waiting for change to come, folks have to survive. Um, Mm -hmm. So people make use of food banks and food pantries and people grow their own food and some people grow their their herbs, et cetera, inside their house or on their balcony or whatever the case may be. So there are so Mm -hmm. many different ways that people, black folks access food that Mm -hmm. I really need for us to dial back this conversation that everybody needs to grow their own food because not everybody's a grower. Some people no. who are growers are not necessarily gatherers. gatherers. Some people who are growers and gatherers <laughs> mm-hmm. aren't necessarily cooks. Some who are gatherers, growers, and cooks are not necessarily vendors and can sell. Mm-hmm. So we're going to need all of those folks when the apocalypse comes. So we need yep. for all of us to exercise our individual and creative um, talent so that we can work together and not be in yeah. a space where we're constantly saying, well, you're not eating healthy and you're not doing this. Sometimes I'm just trying to get through the day Mm
3: -hmm. or the hour or the minute Um, or the moment. Sometimes I just want a cheeseburger. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Sometimes (laughs) I just want a
1: cheeseburger or a whole bag of Cheez-Its. Leave me alone. I mean, you know, I I start the book with this, uh, with this, uh, uh, with this incident that happened in the DMV um, where a a Washington DC Metro worker is eating on the Metro in uniform Mm -hmm while traveling wherever she was traveling. And she was photographed and it was put on Twitter. And the caption, more or less, um, the person was saying, you know, we're not supposed to eat on the train and I need a response from Wamada as to why this is happening. And one of the things that I question is, who is this person and why do you think it's important for you to videotape or take a picture of, of a Black woman eating while she's going about her everyday life? Um, and
0: it, yeah, how is that affecting how you? How is it
1: affecting you at all? And, and when she mentioned it to the to uh, to the Metro worker, the Metro worker said, worry about yourself, which is absolutely right. And I
2: mean, yeah. And which pro- is and, and absolutely, val- yeah. absolutely
1: appropriate. Absolutely yeah. appropriate. Because that's, <laughs> but that's appropriate. part of the script, right? That black folks are so infantilized, you know, that we can't think for ourselves. We don't know what we're doing. As it turns out, Metro had apparently, according to the Washington Post, Metro had passed around uh, a memo that said we're no longer going to ticket people who are eating on the train. So here, this black woman knew her business, but this other mm-hmm. person did not. And I think that that is a was a good way to start the book because that's exactly what I mean. We know our business, yes, and individuals mm-hmm. know their lives. So when you come mm-hmm. into my life and tell me I have to stop eating something. Or I can't do this or I can't do that, I'm naturally going to rebel because I know the circumstances of my life.
4: Mm-hmm. And
1: until I mm-hmm. figure out that that's not the way I need to go, then I need for us to be worried about something else.
2: For sure. Oh, that's right. I love, I, 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 what resonates with me um, about this conversation is sort of there's been so much in our, uh, in our, Culture and media, and the way that people talk about black Mm -hmm. people, yes, that has been about devaluing Mm -hmm. who we are, what we do, um, and alienating, othering, marginalizing like the essence of what makes Mm -hmm. us us, right? Mm -hmm. And this conversation is about really helping us to sort of see and reclaim that we do bring. And have always brought much to the table, and we are by no means um, uh, ill-equipped or (laughs) unable, or Mm -hmm. you know, not uh, you know. We've always been able to care for ourselves in circumstances and in a system that was not designed for us to do that. That's right. And it's and and it's about sort of sort of helping everyone to sort of come to that realization. Um, and so my question for you is, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, am listening to this conversation and I'm inspired and I don't, and there are things now I'm, I'm asking what are the things that I can do to start to shift the narrative, change mm-hmm. my perspective? Mm-hmm. How do I start to, to walk out some of the things that we've been discussing, um, you know, in this conversation, how do we start to sort of Turn and, and do things differently? How do we think differently? Yeah, if I'm just. Yeah. Listening I to think this? one
1: of the things we should think differently is interrogate the terms. When people talk to you about such and such is not healthy, you know, I'm curious to know how are you defining healthy? Um, and that's one mm-hmm. of the first terms that we have to, because we tend to look at it through metrics and, and body measurement and BMI. It's important to know if our blood mm-hmm. pressure is high or our diabetes, um, our, our insulin levels are high or low. Absolutely. But one of the Mm -hmm. things we have to remember is people are whole beings, right? And so it could be the food that's sustaining me uh, through a crisis. Mm -hmm. It could be the food that's sustaining me right now as I'm in the middle of um, sitting in the ICU with my family member who just Mm -hmm. had a stroke for something else. Because, again, Mm -hmm. we need to remember you know, I could have a stroke just dealing with the everyday aggression that I deal with in this world, Absolutely. watching the news Stress and what's stressing me killer. out. Right. But we don't mm-hmm. want to talk about that. Right. We just want to say it's it's your mm-hmm. diet. Well, no, we mm-hmm. know it's not your diet because Ahmaud Aubrey was out there jogging and, you know, he got hunted and shot down. Breonna Taylor woke up yeah. in the morning and she was killed in her house. So, like I said, the list of things yes. that can kill us as Black people um, Mm -hmm. and talk about my health. I need to not be able to see Black women, men, boys, and girls being killed every day on the news, whether by each other or by the state violence, right? I need to not be hearing about Black women and men in my community who are devoured by domestic violence to no no end Mm -hmm. and, and with nothing being done. I need to be concerned about, especially my children who are walking around here With mental health challenges because we were in such a hurry Mm. to reopen schools and get back to what's normal so there's so many different things that can affect how i live my life that food gets Mm -hmm. factored into that so when you talk about what's healthy let's start talking perhaps my child has to eat this that and the other because she's taking medication for her mental health which then Mm -hmm. puts on pounds because the medication is wrong And I have no health insurance. So what am I going to do? Because I need to be able to get my child help. So the list of things around health, um, we need to interrogate Mm -hmm. when people throw those terms away. Mm -hmm. I also think we need to um, interrogate when people start asking questions about growing food. You know, it could could really stress me out to grow. I'm not a grower. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have lovely kinds of things Mm -hmm. on my balcony, but, you know, those things can turn yellow and green you know, yellow just as quickly as they can turn brown. And I mean, even though I'm trying, you know, um, mm-hmm. every day. So don't stress me out about needing to grow my own food. I believe it should be done. I think we should teach as many skills as possible to our young people um, about mm-hmm. how to grow, um, but also teach them how to vend. How do you deal with the yeah. vendor mm-hmm. um, in, uh, community that won't let you in? How do you how do you get mm-hmm. to that space of belonging at the farmer's market? What do you need to negotiate, which may be a very different mm-hmm. set of skills than it is to put my hands in the soil. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think we need to keep mm-hmm. our conversations open and broad. Yeah. And we need to always yeah. be talking and thinking on multiple registers. If I'm married to a man from Ghana, West Africa, and his primary food waste is not produced in the United States then stop telling me I need to buy and eat local because what's going to sustain him is in a box coming over from some place mm-hmm. that where they're, they've pounded the yam or the cassava right I may get' right, the, or
3: dried out the, and the they've crawfish. dried out the crawfish oh,
1: yeah. and you've got um, all kinds of ground shrimp and you've got you know butter pear and other kinds of things. So we need to keep these conversations broad. I encourage people to think far and wide beyond your own particular food consumption and not think that everybody Mm -hmm. needs to eat like you. I think we need to challenge people when they start talking about. Well, and, and I do, and I think we also need to start challenge people when they say, well, we have this farmer's market here, but people don't come. Right. Because you need to go to them. I mean that's you know community activism 101 Or they didn't or they ask, didn't ask for, it. for it. That's not something that they need. <laughs> they right? didn't ask for it. And that's <laughs> why you don't go for. to them because they'll tell you we didn't ask for it, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I, I think we need to do exactly. all of those. Kind. I think we need to recognize that people can be a vegetarian and vegan today, and in five years they may decide to go back to being a pescatarian. Or change, eat and eat. hello,
3: you, and, they're, and allowed they're allowed to do that. To do that right? You always have the right. can to change your mind. Can I share yes, something please. with you? Because you just okay. So I was at an event Mm -hmm. yesterday um, and it was I didn't realize that it was it was a plant based uh, fueled situation. Right. I went for a specific reason, but it also was this like huge plant based event. Right. And they were pushing a plant based diet Um, so much so that this lady, Mm
0: -hmm. a white
3: woman, Got up there and and told this group, round, this room of people that black and brown mm-hmm. people suffer the most from hypertension and high cholesterol and me. high blood pressure and a plant-based diet. Wah, wah, mm-hmm. wah, wah, wah. And then this lady proceeded to, to praise Eric mm-hmm. Adams three separate times because Eric Adams backs the Plant-Based Fridays initiatives for the Department of Education mm-hmm. here in New York for the kids. Mm-hmm. So now they have these plant-based Fridays where they have plant-based options uh, without, throughout the public school okay. system. But I, I stopped and I couldn't, you know, I can't control my mm-hmm. volume. Um, and I was like, alright damn the plant based like what about the stop mm-hmm. and frisk mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I was like Eric Adams yeah. is this what we're doing yeah. right now I was yeah. like Eric Probably. Adams literally like they just started doing police checkpoints yeah. again what do you think yeah. that's for Eric Adams is yeah. a cop yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying <laughs> Eric Adams is not here for the betterment mm-hmm. of our people I mm-hmm. tell you that right now and just because he backs a plant based Friday don't make him mm-hmm. good in my book but
1: now you're bringing out my point so, right I mean we're focused on yeah, we right, focused on the plant
3: yeah right yeah
4: stop
1: and frisk which could be equally as lethal to my body and my life as not eating a plant-based diet you know there was a woman on uh, a white woman actually on i don't know one of the medias um yesterday and she was she said if you're sick and you want to make a quick stew or soup here's what you can do you just need like seven cans and she opened up all this canned food And as I was scrolling through the comments, because you know it's always let's go to the comments, because you know it's coming, right? (laughs) Let's get to the mess. Let's go to the (laughs) comments. Let's get straight to the the
4: mess.
1: (laughs) I didn't get as far down as apparently she got ripped to shreds by people who were going on and on and on about the canned goods. Right here, she is trying to show you all these different vegetables because it was all vegetables, like string beans and corn and she would drain the juice off or not drain the juice off. And all people could argue with her about was it's all canned. Well, that's a very Mm -hmm. myopic way of looking at health, right? right? Mm -hmm. There's some people for whom Mm -hmm. cans are stacked up again, in case the apocalypse comes, there's others who are, Mm -hmm. you know, cans is, is what's going to be most affordable and will carry me through the Mm -hmm. winter. If I'm in the upper regions Mm -hmm. or, you know, I grew up in Buffalo, so we had cans galore because you never knew oh, when yeah. you were going to see sunshine, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. And canning and came canning from came, people canning, canning vegetables, vegetables, fresh vegetables right, to, to preserve. preserve. So again, yeah. we're really caught up in a lot of it to my way of of thinking and based on my experience, a lot of times it's based on I want to be a good person. I am a good person, so I'm going to do this right and do that right and do, but to the exclusion of actually allowing other people to do the same.
4: <laughs> Embracing different And be who right? they are. Embracing right. you know difference. For whatever yes. reason in their life. Yes.
1: Right? Because the last thing I'll say here is the number of, most of us make about 50 decisions a day just around food. And that can get, mm-hmm. that can get, mm-hmm. even if you're not thinking, even if you don't think you are, it's either I'm hungry, I'm not hungry, I'm hungry, I'm not hungry. Oh, what am I going to eat? Well, I don't have time to yes. go here. Well, do I have the money? But I mean, what, what am, am I in the mood, mood for? for? You, you no, have no, no, no. a whole yeah. plethora of decisions. And when you add mm-hmm. family to that, it becomes even more complicated. When you add children and stuff, it becomes even or,
3: more multi layered. <laughs> you yes. sound like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> You're Aretha Franklin. Where she, goes, she goes, what's the most difficult thing I've, I have to decide what I'm gonna cook, cook for dinner? dinner. <laughs> no, that's,
1: right. Yeah, that's right. No, that's right. It's true, right. right, huh? and it yes. got worse over COVID, right? Because folks were like, mm-hmm. "I'm tired of mm-hmm.
4: cooking,"
1: you know. And so there's, and, and so when we think about intersectionality, you've got gender, you've got race, you've got class, region, mm-hmm. sexuality, um, spirituality. Yes. There, and it's hard to dissect yes. which part of that. Yes. Nor do we want to dissect. Which part of that has to do with, um, with food,
2: all of it, all of Mm -hmm. it. Right. Because we're whole beings. And I, Mm
4: -hmm.
2: yeah, like going back, like you were saying, we're whole people and it is about sort of what I'm hearing is getting away from looking at these singular polarizing Mm -hmm. categories and embracing the both and the complexity, the nuance Mm -hmm. of, of what it means to just be, be, um, yes, to just be, and to allow others to just be. (laughs) be. Yeah. And I, but also realizing the ways in which, you know, like our systems, our institutions Mm -hmm. have all been designed to, to emphasize that difference Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, and, Our acts Mm -hmm. of resistance is just like you say, um, and just like you say, in terms of interrogating, asking questions, being okay with, um, you know, one of the I was doing some work earlier today thinking about the courageous conversations about race framework. And one of the tenets of that work is uh, embracing and accepting Mm -hmm. non-closure. Be, be, being okay with mm-hmm. disagreement things just in a particular way, mm-hmm. <laughs> things being different. Like mm-hmm. I, like you know, like my my um my grandmother's oldest sister mm. lived to be a hundred, and she every drank drink a Pepsi yeah.
3: every day. Sister, okay. you know my my <laughs> nana, my great grandmother passed away last yeah. December. Every day she ate a yeah. pork chop uh, every uh, Sunday yeah. of yeah. her
2: ninety-two yeah. years. Yeah. And, like, and it got toward the end of her life, her children were really, mm-hmm. you know, all of us hearing all of the things sure. that we hear in the media, in- encouraging her. Oh, you have to be healthier. You have to be healthier. And she finally told us, like, mm-hmm. I'm the oldest one in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've survived the longest and I'm ain't right. nobody healthier than me. And it it in in that moment, mm-hmm. it helped me to see, like you know, mm-hmm. for some people who have specific issues, like my grand, you know, my I have a grandparent who's diabetic, so he can't have a Pepsi every day. Right. But ain't Lou didn't have diabetes, mm-hmm. right. so leave her alone. That's Our Pepsi, it's right. not bothering nobody. I, I be ordering
3: my I order my grandma mm-hmm. food, psyche. I order my grandma calls me. She tells me mm-hmm. what she wants on DoorDash or Uber mm-hmm. Eats. She lives in Ohio, mm-hmm. and I order it for her. If grandma wants TGI Friday, she wants TGI Friday's mm-hmm. Cheesecake Factory, <laughs> Chili's, mm-hmm. Applebee's. I'm getting her her fettuccine mm-hmm. Alfredo. I'm going to get her a little mm-hmm. something sweet to, to close mm-hmm. her meal out. And I know she's going to eat a little at a time, but mm-hmm. that's what she wants. She's lived a life. She's mm-hmm. raised eight kids. Mm-hmm. She's got 27 first mm-hmm. grandchildren, countless great-grandchildren. That lady can have her fettuccine And all of that is Alfredo. absolutely, let absolutely
1: her let her rock. And all of that is, is incredibly beautiful. I mean, I'm in that... Sandwich generation. I've got aging parents in their 80s, and I have the youngest of, of five grandchildren who's, like I said, 18. And mm-hmm. here's the thing I would much rather you have that level of engagement with your elders than to A, leave them alone all day, every day, and not have any sort mm-hmm. of engagement. Ooh, talk Two, about it. Them being in food mm-hmm. situations where they can't take medication because they have no food. Um, or be in yes. situations where the depression is so great because they're without companionship, et cetera. So they don't eat. So there again are so many yes. different levels and it's like so many it's different what Avery ways. Gordon yeah. in her book, Ghostly Matters talks about, we are of complex personhood, right? And people yes. don't yes. want to acknowledge mm-hmm. those complexities that we all have because to do that sort of mm-hmm. equalizes us to recognize guess what your life is as complicated as mine quite frankly unless you are Mm -hmm. white moneyed able-bodied male and heterosexual Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. which is why and how this country Mm -hmm. was founded so hence again the crooked room Mm -hmm. and most of us are balancing precariously trying to fit into that model of normality which really doesn't even fit them Mm -hmm. but they have the money to occlude all of that they have the money to invisibilize it so we don't see that they too are living yes. in a in a really dicey situation, right? Yes, and so they keep yes. us snowed yes. by yes. not yes. showing us those levels of their lives, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's a lot Oof. that goes on when no, you start I talking it. about food and its complexities.
2: And speaking of things that we can do as as folks who are of younger generations, us having these. Uh, insights and sensibilities position us to advocate for the older people in our lives who don't. And so, um, speaking of, you know, my grandparent, um, Mm -hmm. and I mean, it matters. I've just lost my grandmother in July. And one of the things that was really hard and I had to watch it and it was hard. And I'm saying this, um, really appreciating and understanding toward the end all of her health conditions, mm-hmm. she started to lose mm-hmm. her ability to mm-hmm. taste. And I saw the change mm-hmm. in her and had to mm-hmm. really sit my mother down and say, as much as we enjoy food, we have to acknowledge that mm-hmm. this is hard for grandma. Yeah. Because she, we have to acknowledge that she cannot... Enjoy all the food life. that she yeah. has loved all her life. Yeah, and we are like so. I was trying to help my mom and the rest of my family understand mm-hmm. that she was grieving. Yeah, the loss mm-hmm. of that sense
0: Ooh, God. and yeah.
2: what that meant, you know. So my mom, my, my mom and aunts coming in fussing. You're not supposed to eat that. You're not. And I'm like, let's not. Let's hold off yeah. on the mm-hmm. attack. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. let's acknowledge the fact that. You know, Grandma mm-hmm. wants the pork chop. She, I mean, even if she's not gonna eat the whole mm-hmm. thing because she physically can't. Mm-hmm. So would it be the worst thing in the world if we let her have two right. or three bites of this pork chop? If that's the one thing that she can taste. And that still gives her joy. And that yes. still gives her and it, and I mean, let's talk I mean, her her 90th birthday, we were blessed to be able to all come together for her 90th birthday. And I told grandma, I'm coming. And, and you can eat whatever you want. And mm-hmm. anybody that bother you, they're going to have to deal with me. Mm-hmm. And and after we left, my mama told me, I haven't seen your grandmother eat that much food in months. Right.
1: Mm. Because that and I joy. said, because we left her alone. Right. You left right. her alone in the uh, joy of that togetherness and
4: eating yes. in that space. I yes. mean, you know, I,
1: I've seen things in my own family and I'm like, a lot of it has to do with, the isolation of COVID leading into yes,
4: yes. Um,
1: other kinds of, of, of isolations that bring about trauma. And that's the other mm-hmm, thing that mm-hmm. we, you know, I teach a course on food sustainability and trauma. We don't mm-hmm. ever highly think a lot of times about the interconnectedness of those three variables, right. Yes. And how trauma, mm-hmm, because black mm-hmm. folks got generations of trauma
4: I
2: right? Mean, it's yeah. woven it's into, who into, into who
1: we are. Epigenetics, epigenetics at this DNA, point. It's, 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 of course it is because, I mean, mm-hmm. most of us came could through the not mouth of enslavement. Yes. How could it not be? Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, you know, most of us, you know, need some work with that to go through that healing process. And there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. But we've been led to believe that so much of what exists in our lives are disconnected pieces. But we are mm-hmm. a whole
4: thinkers. Yeah. Yes. Black
1: folk, yeah. We come from cosmologies that that privilege the cipher and that privilege the circles and and that privilege the ways in which life begins and ends. And so very seldom do we think in terms of dissections. Um, yeah. And so one thing begins to affect another thing. So as you're walking uh, forward and, and you're trying to figure out things that you can do, To share with people, Mm -hmm. remind folks that what's connected to the mind is also connected to the stomach, connected to, Mm -hmm. you know, every other part of your body. So when we're having these conversations about what people should be doing... Maybe we yeah. need to ask different questions. How can I help? Yeah. You know, yeah. how can I help? I was in a, a talk
2: how can we support and how can we mm-hmm.
1: support, right? And where mm-hmm. would you like for me to support you? Yes. Right? Yes. Um, mm-hmm. um, yes. because yes. we make a lot of assumptions about people's lives. Well, you need to I need to take you to the grocery store. Well, yep. no, actually no. you don't, you know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. because I'm That's ordering my groceries. To you know, I'm ordering my groceries mm-hmm. online, like you said. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't wanna have to go out the house. I, I can't get out the bed today. I can't shower today, I can't mm-hmm. brush my teeth today. I'm having a really hard time, so I'm just gonna have stuff delivered. Right. So now yeah. you're talking mm-hmm. mental health as well as your physical and emotional health.
4: <clears throat>
1: so I just would like to see black people reclaim some of our life ways. Around food, mm-hmm. from the foods we eat to how we have the conversations about yeah. food,
2: mm-hmm. to stop being so hard on ourselves, stop being hard on ourselves, mm-hmm. and for
1: goodness' sake, stop being hard on each other um, where Please food God. is concerned. Because you know there are folks for whom McDonald's is a site of celebration because it's where they got engaged.
0: Mm. Oh, you know? <laughs> that's, that's a sweet way of
3: thinking. Of you got a yes, really sweet brain. Right. Or, I mean, right. So I mean, yes, Right. That
2: may be where they they met someone, or then you know, like the nostalgia the of it, like yeah. I talked about. You know, in my house when we were kids, my grandmother cooked every day, mm-hmm. but on Saturdays before church. We didn't. She didn't cook on Saturdays, so Mm -hmm. Saturdays was the one day of the week where we could get fast food. That was our Friday. It was McDonald's, right? right, right, right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, and on Fridays we had hot dogs. Right, right, (laughs) right, right. right, right, right. So, so there are so much memory and and nostalgia and culture that's connected to food, and so a lot of times, I know I speak for myself. I get hemmed up in food choice, Mm -hmm. and you know, picked up some weight during the pandemic, or I order more food than I should, than I prepare. But being honest about the fact that I'm a single woman I live alone, sometimes it's the the investment of time yes. that mm-hmm. it would take me to cook. It's, it's not, not worth it. it. Mm-hmm. And it's easier and quicker and more efficient. Because I cooked the Sunday meal. I cooked a Sunday dinner for myself last night, and I enjoyed it. But mm-hmm. it was 1030, and I was watching right. it. <laughs> right. And again, I mean, it's so, you it know, also, it also... Right. <laughs> so that goes back to my point
1: about the decisions we make around food. I, yes. I mean, I'll be... Very honest, you know. I could have been food shamed the entire time I was writing that book because I had a two month window to get my edits done, and every mm. week my daughter and I ate from a different country, a la
3: fast food, right? Because oh, I honey, didn't honey have oh, my, to oh cook, my daughter, you know? she'd be like halal tonight. You know, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> right? We did well, we did halal chicken, a little feeling so a, a, a little hibachi right, in my that, spirit right, yeah. Yeah. like mommy tonight I want <laughs> penne vodka okay right, right, <laughs> right, exactly we went from
1: falafel to hummus okay whatever you know <laughs> and then back to Chinese so I mean my point is that everybody's got their own life ways
4: I mean, we're and we doing the best we can and people are out here just doing the
1: best they can every day you know um, yeah. and so I was recently dealing with a friend and they came out of the hospital and, and when they did, they were like, I want a milkshake. And I was like, well, yeah, then I start there. I'm like, wait a minute, it only, I'll get you the milkshake when we get a little closer to home. What am I doing? You know? I mean, if that's yeah. what you feel like and you've just gotten out of the hospital, you, you know what your body is asking for.
0: Um, yeah, yeah. Now
1: this does not mean I wish my mother could hear this right, episode. Just, this does not mean that you eat that's a milkshake right. a or day. That's Or multiple times th- That's not times a what we're day. saying. Right. That's not what we're saying, right? Yes. And, and I may make yes. some different choices about where I go to get you the milkshake. Maybe I'm, we're going to read it right. as right. opposed to, you know, something. So, I mean, yeah. but, but those nuanced kinds of you know, um, additions can be part of the mm-hmm. conversation. You know, so what are you thinking? Yes. What would you like? You know, how would you like to do it? And so, again, I'm not at all dismissing health disparities. I'm simply saying, mm-hmm. let's put right. them in Perspective and context. context. You know, yes. when I was a child, yes. my dad was diagnosed um, with diabetes. Right, so I saw my house mm-hmm. go from you know gravies to no gravy, or you know, mm-hmm. we went to meatless Mondays before that was a thing. We were having tuna on lettuce mm-hmm. and yeah, was you know with grits brown and brown rice, like you said. Yeah. Right? But at the same time, Juicing. on Friday. We definitely went to Scotty's Steakhouse on Jefferson Avenue or we definitely had Bachi's (laughs) Pizza or we had, you know, fried fish. It just depended. We did balance. balance, right? We had buffalo wings before I even knew what buffalo wings were. Mm -hmm. We, you know, we went to Henry's, you know, and got our burgers. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, there's balance and and there's Mm -hmm. no one should be ashamed for having options. But the America should be ashamed that not everybody has access. Absolutely.
3: Mm. Yes. Thank you. The yes. system. Oh, psyche! We could talk to you. This has been so good. I, like I, well, I could sit here with you all night, but I'm not going to do that to you. And I have to. Uh-huh. Hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but where's? Thank you so much. I yes, off the hills you. of that episode. Even I really have to really personally thank you for even an expansion of thought on how yeah. to how to um, continue to have these conversations. Yeah. And to expand on how I have those conversations and how I'm thinking about it to have those conversations. And I really, I really appreciate you coming through and sharing so much. So much knowledge, so much, such a wealth. You're such a wealth, and the way you rattle people's names off is incredible. <laughs> I can't remember yeah. shit. I'm, you're reader. like, and this part, and Tony Walker, and, that, and, that, and, that, and I'm like, yes, you better reference everybody. <laughs> right, I love but, it.
2: But, no, and it's, it's amplifying the great work of other scholars Absolutely. who are out here Sight in this black space. Women. So, cite Black thank women. Thank you. Sight That's Cite Black nice. women. Sight black every, women. Time. Sight black yes. every
3: time. Yes. Right. Merch. Yes. 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 <laughs>
2: No, we have to. And we, we, we really appreciate you spending time with us this evening. Is there anything you want to share with our audience? Thank you
1: for having me. Thank you for your interest in my work. Um, and I think, you know, I would say to, to folks what I say when I sign books, and that's eat and enjoy. Find your liberation in your food. And when you find your liberation in your food and your body and your wholeness and your blackness, Now you're ready for the power of political action. You're ready to move mountains, quite frankly. So find your joy in your food.
3: I love that. I think that's a perfect, perfect, perfect conclusion. We're going to have all of the links to your work, Psyche, in our description box. So if you guys want to see more, make sure that you check out the description box. It's going to have everything you need to link you to Dr. Psyche's work. We're so grateful you came and shared space Thank with you. us. And we hope that you'll come Thank back. You.
0: Thank you. Especially when this
3: latest project around Black culture and the living space. I want to talk about vinyl yes. uh, covers. <laughs> I want to talk about... Of course. I want to talk about, about the all the, this, on the uh, chairs, classic Black yes, Lady that. kitchen. I want to talk about yes. the little saucer that has like a key and it has a penny. Yes. And maybe absolutely. like a peppermint. Even like,
1: now. Absolutely. <laughs> the detritus of life. The the, the grease can. Yeah, yes. uh, buy, Thank buy, they you, can
4: the, yes. You can buy the book
1: from any indie black-owned woman-owned bookstore. Is what I would say. You know, go online, look for it. Even if you have to order it yes. um, that way. And thank you all again so much for having thank me. Thank you. For I appreciate it. Joining us. All you. right.
3: All right. We'll see you all for the next segment.
1: You can make money the hard way, becoming a bullfighter, <laughs> or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. <laughs> Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may
4: vary. I deserve, oh, oh.
2: Egg. In black women's self-care, as Jade and I announced during the uh, intro, the madness that is the intro, um, we're going on holiday. Holiday. We're taking our holiday break. Um, And there will be some exclusive Patreon content. (laughs) Uh, But Jade and I are going to take some time to rest our understanding because we're celebrating a special occasion. Yes. Lordy, lordy, look, she's 40. (laughs) I'm celebrating my very great, big, large age of 40 years old. uh, And I, for the first time in my life, have planned a birthday trip now we talked about that before um but i again i'm probably reusing this as a self-care because i'm very very grateful that i get to spend time and space with um 10 no 11 of the most important people uh 11 very important people okay i get to share time and space with 11 of 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 some of my favorite people on the planet
3: in a very beautiful place uh for about five days and i'm excited i'm so excited i'm so excited to celebrate you um i'm really excited because i thought when we hit this point that we were going to have airbrush t-shirts and like sneakers with <laughs> the shoelaces that match the airbrush on the t-shirts and, and i'm glad that that's not what it looks like neither will this be a housewives trip because everybody likes one another Oh my um, gosh, we're friends in real life. We're friends in real life and nobody is here for, you know, turn up Tuesday. Like we all want to relax and yeah. have our moments of fun, but retreat at the end of the night and nobody has Rest. a problem doing so. Yes. Um, and I get to sleep in my own bed for five days. But most <coughs> importantly, deserve- we get to celebrate you and and uh, not just a monumental moment in life, but also... All of the things that, you you know, you've dealt with over the years and, you know, all of the ways that you have not celebrated yourself. I think this is the ultimate way for for us to come and not only celebrate you, but I'm really proud of you for putting together something intentionally for you that you wanted to do, not for nobody else. You know what I'm saying? And the people who who want to come are going to be there and the people who can't make it still love you.
2: Yes. And it's gonna be a time. And, and I'm grateful. I'm very grateful and looking forward to receiving all and and trying to be as present as possible and just receiving um all that the, the coming days will give.
3: Amen. And Amen. in conjunction with your black woman self care. Uh-huh. You know, kids are Petri dishes and schools are Petri dishes correct and there is a cold going around okay oh a vicious <clears throat> cold Ooh, baby it's tearing up and i'm not talking about the rsv i'm not talking about covid i'm talking about a good old-fashioned nasty ass cold that's going Ooh. around with mm-hmm. um with us going away and my child obtaining that nasty ass cold as well as my husband my husband I- I made myself, first of all, I've made them stay away from me. Second of all, I've had to walk around the house in a mask. How is that self-care? It's not. But what I <laughs> have is, done, but... oh, for them to stay away, yes. But what I have <laughs> done is made the nature's penicillin. Chris, Crystal touched on it on our IG Live. If you she missed did. it, you can go catch it on her page. Yes, you um, can. Where we talked about all three episodes of Illuminating Intersectionality and so much more. It was a good sister chat. But the oh, time. <laughs> She touched on the nature's penicillin before we came in. You guys, nature's penicillin has been that girl for a few years for me now. And anytime we start feeling anything or just need to keep the immune system up, it is a grapefruit peeled very thinly with the pith on. That's the white stuff.
2: I've never taken one. I need oh, to make some. Oh, it's them.
3: awful, but it is that girl. Um, I do two oranges. They say one. I do two. Peeled thinly, pith on. Uh, Two lemons, same thing. And then you can add ginger to it. The original recipe doesn't call for it. You can add peppermint or you can add cayenne if you are extremely congested. A half of an onion and three cloves of garlic.
2: That sounds dreadful.
3: Oh, it is. And then you blend it, blend it, blend it, blend it. You can add a little water if you need to thin it up. And you store it in the fridge for up to a couple weeks. And you take a couple spoonfuls throughout the day, up to a cup for adults, a half a cup for kids. And it's got all the vitamin C, A, all of the things that you need, zinc, all of that. Um, And it is an immune immune, immune (laughs) booster, okay? So I've been doing that and popping vitamin C pills and vitamin D pills in order to keep my immune system up while they've been going through it. And I have to say... She's held me down. Thank you. I'm grateful. Hallelujah.
2: hallelujah.
3: So, Gloria, hallelujah. Gloria, hallelujah, Woods. <laughs> okay, and now it is time for the petty peeves.
0: Let's move Speaking that way. Speaking of petty peeves.
3: <laughs> and I want to be very responsible. Of the things I say to my sister. Cause everybody knows I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y honey. Oh, it's time for the petty peeves. And some of you may be disappointed in me, but I in the spirit of transparency on this show. Lord of mercy. I had one of my car moments. Oh. I hadn't had that one time in of s- year. I had had one in so long. Um, in a were you driving or you were in an Uber? I was a passenger yikes and it was here's where the petty peeve comes in so it was a white woman who was doing bullshit on the road right and she was doing uh intentionally irritating things such as driving slowly so that you we would miss the light or uh just like not going at a light like she was and this was not i looked she wasn't on her phone she was just being a bitch right so after this to been, y'all specifically to us specifically why i don't know and no i'm not being crazy i'm not being george costanza like she really <laughs> was doing these things on the road It was we were in the, we were in all in the car so <clears throat> me and my sister-in-law and, and tristan so we f- we get up to this lady and we finally get to the side of her so we can go around her because you want some bullshit and she looks over and then she like looks forward and so I rolled my window down and I said, well, I know you hear me even with your window rolled up. I was like, you are a raggedy ass bitch for what you're doing on the road. And I oh you think God. in the, the smug look you just gave me was so out of pocket for no reason. Nobody even did anything to you. So she starts giving me the innocent. Well, why are you acting? Why? But won't roll her window down. So I'm like, roll your motherfucking window down. She won't roll her window down. Roll your window down. She won't roll her window down. She's just doing, oh my God, she's an animal. You know, all of those oh kind of looks, which infuriated me even more, right? Then she did the... <sighs> uh, what? So I got out of the car. Oh no. At the light. It
2: gets worse. I was waiting for you to say, and Tristan sped off.
3: And I, That's smacked what I was smacked the motherfuck out of her window. And I said, stop that innocent bullshit Jade. and drive like a fucking productive member of society. Jade. I did. Jade. Because she was playing. She was trying to play mind games and I was sick of it. And I was PMSing and I was irritated. Oh my gosh. And, and so, bitch, if you hear this, the little bitch in the blue Honda Fit. Oh, like, God. it was me who smacked, your, <laughs>
0: who smacked your fucking window.
3: It was me. I did it. Oh, Jade. You know, you it, it troubles me when I you know. be behaving like I this. I know, and you know I haven't in so long, and I don't intend on doing it again. <laughs> but I just, I, w- I, had, I, I said I was going to be transparent. You know, we all have, uh, we fall down, but we get up. You I know what I'm saying? It. We backslide I, a little I, bit.
2: I appreciate the acknowledgement that uh, you could have made different I choices. I could have made
3: different choices, but I, I mean, she still deserved it. She was, and
2: it's not saying that she didn't. My concern is, I know what, I know. what happens to us. Yes, I know, I
3: and know. you
2: know, the rules of common decency are often not applied when it comes to us.
3: I know, I know, and you know, they're the most dangerous ones.
2: And this is what I'm saying it's unfortunate, mm-hmm. but I mean, at the end of the day, it's too much stuff going on out here it sometimes. Is. I know. <sighs> mm.
3: Mm -hmm. well i won't judge you no no it's fine you can judge me a little bit (laughs) but i will say stop driving like a cunt in your own words on the road
2: (laughs) oh god did she say that
3: no i said it i'm using i'm using their own language against them stop stop doing that stop and stop playing innocent when you know that you are antagonizing people for no reason Nobody even knows you. Everybody would have left you alone if you weren't playing little stupid ass mind games. Like, What are you even doing? Were you bored? That'd be the problem with y'all. Y'all get bored and then you do little dangerous ass shit and then when people, you start pinching people under the table and they smack the shit out of you above the table, then you start acting like, oh my God, why did they smack the shit out of me? But also, I won't smack nobody else's window. Thank you. You're welcome. That's all I ask. That's it. I, I won't smack nobody else's window. That's all I ask. What what's your petty peeve? <laughs> um
2: my petty peeve. I'm I'm ill prepared this week, I have to say. That's okay. That um, might be a good thing. Oh, I will say this. I this is this. I being the outstanding daughter that I am, oh. purchased my mother a new vacuum cleaner.
3: Oh, what kind?
2: The same one I got.
4: Ooh,
2: a fence. And so I got the notification from down to the Best Buy that it had been delivered, and I was waiting, looking at the phone, like she about to call me. She about to
3: call me. Yes.
2: She did not call
3: me. Oh.
2: And I said, now it was me calling her, like the white woman that was told by Apple Care, like, oh, "Hello, you.
4: <laughs>
2: court, evidently, you've received a package," and she was like, "Did I? Oh, I'm down to the gas station." I said, "Girl." she was like i'll go right home i'll go right home (laughs) but it be those things like it's crazy my petty peeve is that it's really crazy sometimes noticing how the tables have turned completely Mm -hmm. when it comes to the parent child dynamic
3: yeah my mom all day except for smack. she don't smack windows and i'm
2: just like where are you supposed to be right now Oh, I just went on down to the gas. Well, get home.
3: <laughs> I make my mom text me when she gets home from work. I'm like, make sure you let me know when you're inside.
2: It's crazy. <laughs> it's like, when did we become this way? i am like, all right, oh, you no. leaving work? All right, call me when you get home.
3: She called me and told me she would say, do you have groceries? Let me send you something.
0: me, <laughs> Let me, let me like, send you wow. some stuff to put together
3: some soup yeah it's and you know i get chastised her for her her gatorade i was like and you know i know that's and this was <laughs> this was pre the kitchen table talk today yes. but i chastised her for her gatorade i was like ah i'm gonna send you coconut water <laughs> like there's so much sodium and oh I, my god i know but <laughs> next time i'll send her a little funky ass gatorade in spirit of dr psyche yes.
0: like,
3: <laughs> absolutely i'm gonna send her her gatorade oh, yeah. and i'm gonna keep my shit talking to myself because you you're sick you deserve your if that's what you want. get what you need. But thank you again to Dr. Psyche for joining us on this episode. What an awesome conversation. I mean, what an amazing mind-opening, you know, expanding conversation on how to have conversation around food Mm -hmm. specifically, but also Black culture in general. And I definitely took some key points away as as, as some reframing that, you know, I could even have um, as it pertains to us as a people in our culture. So... I think that was really awesome. Thank you again, Dr. Psyche. And thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Getting Wrong. The final of this, episode of 2022, of 2022, actually. Oh, that's crazy. Thanks. I didn't even think about that. That was my petty peeve on the final episode of the year. That's terrible. And I
2: mean, hopefully we're starting wow. on a new you and know fresh what? note. You're
3: right. I deserve, it's been a long mm-hmm. year. And we're we're closing the chapter. And you know, white women stay on some bullshit. Y'all
2: continue to do all the things that we tell y'all to do. Know that, I... know, <laughs> know that Jade and I really appreciate y'all riding with Getting Grown for yes. another year. We have seen 2022 all through all the way to the end. We love y'all. Uh, and we wouldn't do it with nobody else's kitchen table. Okay, just this one right here. All right. Thank y'all so much. We love you so much. Um, tune into Patreon to see live vlogs of my birthday. Hey.
3: Hey. And all my cellulite. <clears throat>
2: you know, <laughs> mine also. <as> well.
3: <laughs> it's there. <laughs> She's here. She's queer. Give her Jesus. a light bit. we love y'all we love y'all take care Um, oh yeah tell them what the deuce is oh no no no, you were doing a fine job
2: (laughs) continue to moisturize your insides no moisturize your mind by attending to the business that is yours and yours alone minding your business you want to moisturize your inside by drinking as much of the Lord's water as your body will permit Mm. and you want to
3: moisturize your skin why sis Because your black will crack if you smack a bitch's window in 43 degree weather.
2: Oh, gosh. And yes. And I'm just glad that the glass didn't crack. Hallelujah. It
3: was on its way. I felt the reverberation.
2: Bye, (laughs) y'all. Bye. Just goodbye.